go to the loo. You could piss a lot if you had that poo. Stay and watch and join in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good, you're looking. How are you? Thank you, Lucy. You can really oh. see your sparkles. I only bought a game show host jacket for a fiver from the Chazzers. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Come on. Stand up. Let's have a look. Oh, I like it. How much is that? Five quid. Is that all? Coming lush. I was walking past. I was like, literally, like, walking past. I went, hello. Stop. Stop! <laughs> Just walk it's straight you. in on the diaper. Don't care what side it is. So yeah. I had to, had to fold it over and scrunch it up a bit by Ami Vice. But yes, it's back in. Like it's back in, Lucy. You've heard it here first. Bastion of fashion that we are. And in honour of our guest fix later, we both dressed up tonight. That's why. We've both got makeup on. First, well, I've got makeup on. You just have natural beauty. And I've got a bit of sparkles, but you can't really see. But trust me, there is there is sparkly in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm cold. Oh. I have to sleeves. I'm so cold tonight. How are you? Well, <laughs> I'm very well. Um, been to B&M. I know everyone's desperate to know what the B&M situation is this week. And I've got to say, I nearly bought, they had a, a drink called Gin Bombs, but they didn't have the tonic, and I've got tonic here. So I've gone for Flying Kite Rosé, £1.19. I don't trust myself with a full-size bottle. <laughs> I can't be after, doing the hangover. After the Harry's incident. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've got that. I have got. Cocktail and 
John uh, podcast, this definitely comes under the tick off a taste section. <laughs> I have to say, right, it does say on it, and let me, right, if I said to you the word Co- product, like, maybe curdled. <laughs> if, I, if I said to you the word nitrogen, what do you think? Nitrogen. Uh, what immediately is going to A noble gas. A noble gas, right? They reckon that means smooth finish. With nitrogen for a smooth finish. Now, I would have thought nitrogen for blowing your head off. Not necessarily smooth finish. Nitroglycerin, you know? Yes, that's what I'm getting from. You know, when in Fast and the Furious, they just flick the nitro switch. Sarah Bridgman flicks the amaretto sour. Vroom, vroom. Do I try this now or after? Yes, because yes, I'm intrigued. Also, I don't want you to gag in front of the guest. <laughs> I have got plenty of vessels I could be sick into. Oh, shit. That's the, that's the nitro. <laughs> I've lost the hand. Right, <laughs> and I have got my nice, you know, iridescent glasses. I was going to use a wine glass, oh but I don't God. know how could you make Carlsberg more posh. <laughs> It's pure screen. Sarah, and everybody but you was expecting that. <laughs> Surely, they would have, when they were testing it, they went, somebody must have gone, but it, it looks like someone's just been sick that has had zero food in their stomach. It is pure screen. Should we alter that? And they've gone, no, I'll be fine. No one give a shit. It's I can just imagine nice. the male marketing. Hey, ladies, doesn't look attractive. Try it. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you have one before you go for this one. That one, that's you won't give a shit. That's what that says to me. On, on, on the um, on the description, does it does it use the word coagulant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sour. I thought the sour would mean the taste, not the look of it. Not like. <laughs> right, come on, come on. Right, it smells amaretto. Right. It smells actually like marzipan. It's very strong. Luke, is that, is that me or Luke's? Because this, the next one is my Luke. 
Um, there we go. Tea time. Uh, that's hello in Canada. Um, and then we've got Andy Tulip. Um, what a beautiful name. Hi there. And a lovely picture there. Um, and right, my friend Steve is, is using this phrase. I'll explain it. Right. So have you ever seen the, um, the, the like a Bailey's, but it's called Amaretto. It's got an elephant on it. We call it elephant's jizz. <laughs> what do you call it? Kalua. Kalua. We call it elephant's jizz. So um, if, if you're on the ferry um, and you're about to meet up with your mates and you go, I'm on the ferry, then you just get a load of text going, pick us up some elephant jizz, will you, sweetheart? Um, <laughs> Liz Logan from, from Edmonton in Canada is saying, you're on the Geordie shore. Uh, a couple of those director sours love should be on the Geordie floor. Um, yeah. that's hey, uh, <laughs> uh, only if I'm on the Marzipan, I know, like, oh, you're nice, mate. Um, <laughs> I could say, I've been, been told from the dining room that Andy Tulip is a babe. Is he a single babe? That's what we need she's in the guest in the, in the dining room already is she heard the scratch scratch of all the sequins and she it was like um like a shoreditch um sort of call she could hear the scratching of the sequins and she was like I hear glitter I hear glitter <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should have put on a more glittery top you you two well, are yeah. so glittery <laughs> Sarah's got glitter on as well, Mum. Can I carry on with the broadcast? Sorry about that, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just want to get this out before we get our guests on. I did my first day at work today. Yay! And what do you work as, Lucy? I'm a tipper driver! Yay! It's your dream job! So, from tippers to toppers, clang, thought that today. Kidnapped, mentally kidnapped. 
accidentally kidnapped by her dad. Yeah, oh, hashtag she... free Britney. Free Britney, yes. And no, well, she... I, I, co- I covered this story for the Weekly yeah. Bazaar. Um, and, and I really, really looked into it. And um, what they're saying is that yeah. because she's a little bit, you know, getting out of the limousine with the baby on a lap her father yeah. decided that he took over her appointment calendar and the pin number to a bank account oh. um what do yes and um and i love the fact i can see in the back i can see in the dining room our guest just went <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get her um, wrong <laughs> a stressful job he had to pay himself one hundred and seventy thousand dollars last year to look after a bank account can I apply for that role? I don't mind. I don't mind just checking oh. in once once a day. Yes, it's well, fine. Mama Spears tried to get in touch and went, Hello. I think she's all right. Or at least can I be on the board of committee? Because one of us needed to like her. Um, and it was batted out. So, um, yeah, free Britney. It's it's still going on. Yeah. cow. Well, yeah. oops, I did it again. Do you want to hazard a guess how old that is? Jesus. Go on. No, then. good uh, woman. I can see you looking down at your phone. I wasn't looking at my phone, honestly. Um, Come on, right. has a guess. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 26 years old. Oh, come on. That's, it's not that old. 26 years. Nearly 36. Nearly 30 years. Okay. I know how old I fucking am. <laughs>
it's short sleeves and I'm bloody freezing tonight, so I thought this would yeah. do me.
recording of the news quiz, what came really clear very quickly is they do two and a half hours of taping for a half hour show because it's filth, filth, swearing, and they are yeah. constantly interrupted by the signal of, guys, can we actually use something that we can put on the radio? <laughs> it's everything that keeps coming through. I did um, a corporate lunchtime gig today, actually, and um, we weren't told what swearing we were and weren't allowed because I'd organised it. I was really stressed about it. I was like, Told me that every joke I told was shit. And I'd have been like, "Don't care." <laughs> 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 
sexism is sexism. But do they transfer that to, are you sure that you can do the sums? Or will you make the right decisions? You know, how, how does the sexism go into doing something like that? It's just you sometimes find yourself the person making the notes and you don't understand how it's happened. And if no one makes the notes, it kind of falls to you or organising things like the socials, for example. So you're the social secretary and for some reason you're the person having to ring up the pub, checking if they can fit 30 people in for like a finger buffet. And And you take it on because I think with a lot of women, you are quite solutions focused and, you know, you will, if a job needs doing, you'll do it. And it's only then that you realise, oh, I'm doing all the labour for this party and the men are just going to turn up and and that's fine. And it's like, it's not, yeah, I don't think it's deliberate necessarily. I think it is, there's a lot that's structural where you do sort of fall into. And like the way I like negotiate things, for example, it's only quite, over the last few years I've started on principle asking for more money than I'm offered in a new job, which I think is, and you know, my arse was sweating the first time I did it. I didn't know your arse cheeks would sweat and they can't. Um, they did. And I was like groveling about it as well. Cause it was like, and it was so much lower than I thought I was going to get. But I was groveling away, going, Oh, but there's no chance I'm not going to accept the job. But you know, I would like just a little bit more. Is that all right? Just a little bit more. And um, they gave it to me. And I was like, Oh, it's, it's not easy, is it? I've done it ever since. In every job I've done, I've asked for more money, even if what I've been offered is fine. And like usually the it's men that I've been dealing with, dealing with and they're like yeah great so I think we kind of need to get over our own sort of mental barriers as much as anything else and I don't blame women or men for stuff like this it's just we're more likely I will go for a job and I think this is the same like women who want to do stand-up loads of my mates have said they'd love to do it but they'd rather go on with a perfect five minutes yeah like, oh I'm not ready I'm not ready like I need yeah. to really perfect it and you see like a lot of women, I was the same with like your notes and you're ready and you've, you've got your gig. Whereas I think for the most part, and that's why you see a lot more men, men are happy to just get up and you do most of your learning on the stage. So even yeah. if you've got a perfect five minutes written down, it, sometimes the audience isn't with you, sometimes it doesn't go that way. And I think, yeah, it, there's been a clear difference for me and women mates who are like, oh, what if I'm not good at it, I won't do it. Whereas men, the men I've dealt with who are new are like, I think I've been awesome in it I'm gonna do it and there's just a different yeah. mindset and that's my own personal experience it might not be true of everybody but that's the difference I've seen in the way people have spoken to me about yeah. comedy like yeah. men and women like men are like oh yeah I've been meaning to do it I just haven't, I haven't got time I'm like oh, that is the worst thing I can possibly imagine what's it like if people don't laugh I'm like you don't die it's yeah. like <laughs> you know what the worst case scenario is it's like it's gonna be over Trying to 
to do it. So it was just, but yeah, it was a really tough trip back home because I was on a really well lit carriage and I was looking at my own face reflected next to me constantly with with a proper cob on. And yeah, that was not a great commute. And I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Everybody had a bad time. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know why trains don't feel the lights. You don't like yeah. airplanes at night in the lights. Turn it, turn it down a bit. It's like I don't need that kind of introspection. I don't need to make eye contact with myself. Like it really ruins my vibe that I'm in a film. You know, when you put your sad music on to really live with it, having to look at your own face when you think you're looking wistful and like Kira Knightley out the window, and actually you look like you. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be fun. I might join in. Oh, yes, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, like it's, that. um, 
I was like, I, I am. I didn't think it was. I certainly wasn't getting men getting 
sending me bunches of flowers, but I was 13 at the time, so it's a bit weird, isn't it, impulse? Because they're aiming it at, at young young girls who are on, on in having puberty, thinking, what yeah. what do I do with my body over, I know, impulse. And uh, it's like the female version of Africa, isn't it? It's links. It got links and <laughs> impulse. And the Charlies as well. What Charlie girly who? I did that quiz so many times in just 17. I wasn't 17. That was yeah. like buying porn for girls, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> when you're quite blessed in just 17 and all the questions were like, how do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have a try, try it in practice on the back of your hand. Yes, it's not just know. You'll just know. Now, that's not true because I've kissed men that still don't know. So that is not true. It's not intuitive. It is skill. <laughs> find just 17 quizzes um but i think they're nowadays oh, rules, which means it, i that's what i've just i just thought I'm sure there are only just 17 quizzes it turns out um i'm mainly blues um oh. <laughs> it's a b's or c's it was that sort of thing but also girls, um girls are more knowing now aren't they like i've got like some of my family look older than i look they're so mature and they're so sexy and they're like in like doing their a levels i'm like Oh my god, a good day for me was like a sweater, a sweater shop jumper was a good day for me. That was my yes. sexy move. Oh, or if I see a really saucy um, SCUK, remember the slogans? It was like SCUK me. No, illegal. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, sneaking that into the house when I bought it when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And then like hiding it under my sweater shop jumper. <laughs> Actually, I know rude words. <laughs> I'm My friend Becky just popped up in the, in the comments, actually. Yes, Hi, I love Charlie Red. Charlie Red. Um, I'm Becky speaking to a little 16-year-old. Uh, yeah, and the 16-year-old, she went, oh, I've got macne. I was like, what the Acne. All right. Apparently, it's a portmanteau for everything. And um, I just had, I, I just I, had I, acne. So I sort of, I looked at her and I said, are you wearing makeup? And she went, yeah. I said, well, you're 16 and you've got acne. Guess what happens if you put makeup on? And then I did this really old woman thing that I can't help but do where I go, if you want to kill the weeds in your garden, you cover it in a black tarpaulin so there's no air, there's no sunlight. That's how you kill the garden. That's what foundation is to your young skin, right? She's looking oh at me God. like... I feel like yeah. I've been talking by Lucy. <laughs> this is propaganda. I am <laughs> You can wear foundation if you have acne. And you can it's, it's making sure that you take it off properly and that you're cleaning your skin. And that she's you eat 16. properly. That's what gets rid of acne. She's 16. She's going to be eating that shit. And, um, you know, she's probably put cheap stuff in because obviously she's using a, like, a little part-time job to pay for it and stuff. She's not like she's going to Debenhams or going to the top shelf. No. Um, so I said, look, if you're getting acne and you're wearing makeup, it's going to perpetuate it. And she went, yeah, but I once tried not wearing makeup, but I still got acne. And I'm like, you're 16. How long did you try that for? A week? <laughs> Her hormones are going to kick in. That's why she's going to have acne as well. And then, My mum always wants to do it to hide and heal. Have you seen, remember those old school sticks that are just yeah. like one colour? Like, yeah. 
like your skin tone does not matter to the high knee up and she will still come at me with them if she can she can see a spot on my face from a mile away and she will bring it up oh, i might be feeling self-conscious about it we'll be sitting having a coffee and she's like you want to get some high knee on that the bag comes out and she's like coming at me with this oh, beige crayon and it's like no <laughs> Yeah, what flavour? 
she writing? Yeah, but which which one? Come on. This is being being special. This is flying kite. What's well, a great though? Work with me, not against me. This <laughs> <laughs> is discover the lighter side. Oh, it's only fifty eight calories. Oh, that's good. You've got to have a breakfast. Is it? Is it? Is rosé or is it cider? Is it like it a cotton is... Provence? What is it? A Cinso? No. No, this is B and M. B and M. You're lucky if they're describing it as rosé. They've got their own orchard. Is it? Is it an apple or a grape? <laughs> it's a grape. I've said many times. Oh yeah, it's grape. It's wine. Rosé wine. <laughs> Although it doesn't say wine on the bottle, so it might not be. Ah, is it like Hun? Have you seen Hun in the shop? I've been laughing at Hun. I took a photo and I made fun of it, and then I bought one, and it was delicious. <laughs> they're only like six or seven calories each, and they're like a wine-based drink. Flush. I was That's like, I'm wrong. <laughs> this is grape juice. This is described made with imported grape juice. So it's alcoholic grape juice. You know what else is made? Yes, Do you know what else is important? Great news. Buckfast. Yeah, the Buckfast is quite nice, isn't it? The actual Abbey is about 50 minutes away from here. I quite like it. They bring, they bring um, tankers of cheap oh. French wine to the Abbey. They pray at it. They pour in 300% caffeine and some herbs, put it in a bottle, and they either sell it to Selfridges or Scotland. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. I need to get into the alcohol business. You get yourself down Southern Hall Street. They work fast in every single off license. You go to Devon, you'd have to get you know, off got it online. We do not sell it round here. <laughs> I have to say, this has zero flavour. I don't know if it's <laughs> because I'm drinking it after the cocktail. The amaretto sour that's burnt your taste buds off. <laughs> I think I need to go from the side in now just to see if I have taste buds. <laughs> they have been burned off. Oh, please. Not you in London with your crime rate. It is. I live in, uh, I live in Tower Hamlet. It's up and coming. Oh. <laughs> up and coming, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, you have to run a gauntlet coming back from the station because I live right by the station, but still, somehow, I'm often spoken to by somebody. I'm like, <laughs> really weird stuff. It's, like, it's not, me- not going to be, I don't want to bash men, but, um, <laughs> you know, this is particularly bad street for men walking just slightly too close to me to freak me out and they've got no dangerous intentions but you can just they're just trying to scare me like a guy went so slow because you just drop back don't you when there's someone a little bit too close you either speed up if you think you can or you drop back so they can overtake you everybody feels safe and when a cyclist was so slow behind me he nearly fell off his bike because I was started to go so so slow and there was like a little bit of a skirmish behind me and I was like to match my pace you've nearly fallen off your bike and you've kind of lost the right to intimidate me now because I think you're stupid but there's (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like you're an idiot that's how bikes work but um yeah (laughs) but yeah I am I also am a victim of 
can't you use my money for drugs? And I, I just, I just go, I just want to get home safely. Like that one particular night, a guy on the train, again, again, you know, women are probably just, you know, there are women that do this as well. So on my own, the carriage, on the train, living my, you know, just living my best life, watching RuPaul's Drag Race. There was hardly anyone on the train, it was just after <laughs> lockdown and no one was travelling. And, um, yeah, the trouble with watching RuPaul's Drag Race is they do a lot of zoom-ins on crutches because they want to demonstrate a tight tuck. But I can see why someone would be confused watching me watching that on public transport. But um, a guy got on the cheek, on the train and went up and down a carriage and I was like, Oh no. The first time he went past me I was like, Nah, don't worry, it's fine. Don't be don't be paranoid, thanks. Not everyone wants to know you. And then he came back down the carriage and I was like, Oh, it's not good, is it? And then he came down a third time and then he sat next to me. Yay. I had my headphones on, so I thought it's gonna be fine, you know, you know maybe it's just mind this business. Hey, hello, hello, I was like pretend you can't hear it and then he waved his hand in front of his in front of my face we loved that so we lovely and so i took one headphone out which was like you've got one sentence basically you know the, the one headphone move it's like hello can i ask you a question it was like you already did because <laughs> you know i said for a while any, anything for a laugh really and i was like you already did and he's like what would you say if i offered to massage your feet <laughs> Say no. Yeah, and I was like, that would be a hard no for me. And he's like, what? He's like, why is it hard no though? I was like, why you touch my feet? And um, yeah, I ended up stuck in a conversation with him for like 15 minutes on this train, doing that thing that you do when you're a woman on your own with a man, where you don't want them to to be encouraged, but you don't want them to be angry. So trying to ride that line of like polite interest. Yeah. It was really stressful. And he genuinely seemed to think we were having a nice time. So when we got off the train, he was like, oh, do you know what? Right, again, men. Not all men, obviously, but this man. He was like, do you know what? Most women just want to get in my pants. It's really nice to talk to an intellectual woman that just wants to talk. And I was like, my dude. Right. What <laughs> an like, oh. The thing is, I was chatting to you because I wanted you to feel safe because you're a woman on your own on the tube. And I was like, well, let me educate you. You see a woman on their own on the tube. Unless they've been harassed by another man, sit as far away as you can. Like, yeah. genuinely, that is the best thing. Like, sit as far away as you can. Don't offer foot massages. That's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I hope my mum puts a decent picture of me on the news when I'm murdered. And he was thinking, we're having a lovely chat. And I was like... <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> And just like doing it on themselves to just be like, oh, I know what this situation needs and I'm the one to deal with it. I don't know. One time in the train, there was this one, sorry, can I just, there was this one guy, right? It was late night, 11 p.m., on my own in a carriage, and this one really old guy, out of the whole carriage, you could have sat, and he sat next to me. And I turned around and went, why are you sitting next to me? Go and sit somewhere else. And he went, oh, it was. I said like, no, go and sit somewhere else, and he did. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was the dangerous thing to do. I was just like, no, I'm not interested. Go away. Because when I was 16, I was I was queuing in a bank, and an old man with a cane behind me put his cane up between my legs, and I turned round and gave him the pants and bare hard stare. Yeah. Which I mean, I was 16. And ever since then, I wish we were friends when we were sixteen. I, I, I needed someone like you. <laughs> ever since then, I've been 
told him, really told him off. And since then, I am a bit defensive, as, as I'm sure Lucy could, could testify. I can be a bit feisty, a bit defensive, but I'd rather be that than have to deal with the fucking bullshit, frankly. Like, 
this is what the lady's like. I, <laughs> I really hope that it was a woman that like um, does like um, care home or like deep cleaning in a hospital that's done a twenty hour shift. Yeah. And he comes up to them and goes, Hey baby, can I massage your feet? And they're taking their socks and their sort of their D V T socks off, going, Go on then. Oh <laughs> get deep in.
I was in my early 20s and I got off with an 18 year old and I thought, oh, cougar. And uh, I got off with him and I was thinking, oh, this is a bit naughty. And in two seconds into kissing him, do you know what I realised? He'd just eaten beef McCoys. No, no. Yes. 
Did they blame it on the sunshine? Um, they did not blame it on the boogie. They went quite that far back. Uh, well, maybe they did, but uh, not to my knowledge. No, yeah. no because I, there was another there was a three-boy boy band that did a cover of Blame on the Sunshine. Because they had flannel one? shirts. I think it was 911. That's right. You've you got me right there. Lee Brennan had the new video. The song with Jenny was about that. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember now. Yeah. Same old brand new use to the banger. <laughs> Which one is then? The one with the curtains. Narrow it down, love. It was the 90s. <laughs> My first boyfriend had the first curtains going. Did he? Did he close them before he closed his Before he licked your eyes and nose. <laughs> shows in Limehouse in London every two weeks so the next one I've just confirmed Jade Adams 
launching an open mic with my friend Jess Ashkenazi in Islington on the 2nd of November. That's going to be a promotional nightmare. My Instagram's not worth looking at that week. It's just going to be me <laughs> plugging away. <laughs> the 18th, I've got my big show. The, um, yeah, the, basically the, the most dream lineup I could ever book. I went out and I messaged loads of my favourite comedians, like a lot of women. I said, do you want to headline these shows here in the day? And like four of my favourite female comedians came back and could do the same date, so I've just booked them all. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> I've got Gemma I hope you're going to call it Ladies Night and to put a bow on the fucking eye. It's all women. It's all women. Gemma Brister, Shappy Kosambi, Suze Kempner, Josie Long, Helen Bauer, and my friend Colleen. So are you gonna call it? Are you gonna call it a comedy night, or are you gonna call it a ladies' comedy night? Are you I don't break the trend. And just just, they're just up? funny people. They're just funny women. So like, they don't need. We don't need to gender it. As soon as you put women on something, men don't want to come to it. Like, yeah. it's the same with like women in business conferences, and you're just looking at other women in business, and we're like, something's gonna change. Just like we <laughs> all agree. Turning circle. <laughs> so, 
I knew it as I went to my grandma's time. house, so I didn't really ex- experience the town. My mum asked for like well, a kind of when I yeah. when I saw the <laughs> sign of Valley Cup, the sister, I didn't know what she was talking about. That that's all I know about what yeah. <laughs> When I thought turned off Wally Garden Cities, I expected bunting and hanging baskets, some sort of like maybe secret garden of Babylon, and I was just standing in an RDC full of other trucks going. Well, I don't know what they've done. Yeah. This isn't going to be fast in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need the loo. And also, All right. I'll then, Vix, are you going to join in with our makeup? Yes. With our, Oh, I don't need to be on the screen if you if you want to you know just be you you guys that's fine. No 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 Sports bar, and you'd go for a pound a pint. Yeah, and it would just, yeah, just be a 
just a kind of, just a quick pint after work, and the next thing you know, you're going to work dressed in your same clothes because you slept on Alexia's sofa. Yeah, you can <laughs> the bin on the way. It just, yeah. <laughs> You've got your return ticket for the train, but you broached it for a fag at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> oh, I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah. Those team meetings in the morning, like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, everyone's standing there phasing off going, I can taste Sambuca. Oh, I can't drink Buka because of that, because of literally that. <laughs> <laughs> during the 90s. Blaming Sambuca's in the square. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't really miss going out on, a, on the lash. Because I can't, A, I can't yeah. do it anymore. And B, everyone's, everyone my age is married with kids or they're going, I can't do that anymore, I'm not doing it. But I, I tell you, when we're, when we're allowed out, I really want to go. Do you guys want to go and get hammered? Yeah. Well, we can go yeah. to the Philharmonic because that is where people like oh. us go to pretend that no time has passed. Like, genuinely, I was in the Philly and, like, people were, like, off their tits drunk at, like, seven in the evening. I was like, they were on the dance floor, they were bumping and grinding. I was like, yes, I want this for me. Yes, let's do Where's it. That? The Philharmonic on the Philharmonic. Um, Mary Street. Yeah, it's back open. It's like the Forest Snake Bar, round the corner from the Prince of Wales, in Ireland. Yeah, Prince of I used to live on Fifty Lane. Oh my I used to live there. Oh my god. Did you ever sleep? Because it's loud no matter what time of the night it is. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we we got told by the estate agent in the daytime when we viewed it, it's double glazed and you can't hear anything. We said to each other, we're like, oh, he's right, you can't hear anything. Because it was the daytime. And yeah, yeah, it took us two weeks <laughs> of like just turning the tally up without saying anything to admit that we'd made it terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> How long have you been to that one for? A year. Uh, it was a long year. Um, and everyone knew where we lived, so we'd always have people wanting to come and like stay in the house. They'd be like, oh, you live in town, we'll come stay, sleep on your sofa. It's like, they don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was in the Philharmonic with my mate, and she fancied this guy, and he was with a guy that was not attractive. So I was playing wingman, but there was Aww. no, I was not wingman and get off with the best mate for her I was there to make the magic happen and I thought I feel playful so I'm gonna pretend I'm I'm new to town I don't know anyone I thought fuck it you know I'm, I'm, I'm not venturing anything here let's play some play some games at which point the bouncers picked me up and carried me like RuPaul to the bar where the barman said gold tequila Lucy and I was like this sounds like dreams I've had how did this happen to you I, I'm into it but like you go there every week. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wasn't treated to that experience. Don't think you're not a VIP, Lisa, because you are. You know how you've got the Angel Hotel and then you've got the Angel Bar underneath, which is yeah. such a different from what's up there to what's down there. It really is heaven and hell. And Very the bar, the, the security, yeah, the security <laughs> guard would um, come around and just do an age check and go, how long till you girls are 18? And we were like, oh, Debbie's 18. <laughs> like, oh, what have you all do? <laughs> I miss the 90s. I had a Boston NUS card. Did they let you fill it out yourself? Because you just put the little sticky yeah, thing over the front of like, losers. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to go to Cinderella, down Mumbles in Swansea, and the bouncers would just oh, say, what a great day. got some date of birth. And we'd be walking, uh, 24th of 2nd, 1968. <laughs> and then we'd walk in, literally, a yard ahead of them. Like, yay! 
first day with Nix's house. <laughs> We're moving into the wine cellar. Look oh. at that. It must be the evening. I don't know, you can get pretty of it. There we go. Come closer. I know. 
know about makeup. I thought this was it. <laughs> right, so what we're going to do is draw in the front of your nose. Just imagine that guy earlier. He's got his mouth all over there. I'm in front of that little bit of your nose. And you're going to draw like a triangle. I remember. 
You know, if you go to the top of um, up to the bandstand where British Gas was, go up to the bandstand and then keep going, and there was a sports bar, and then across from that was a nightclub that set on fire. Oh yeah. I went there with my friend Sandra Curtis, and it was um, Rocky Horror Night. She was all in white, I was all in black, and you could tell every man gone off with because I had black lipstick, and they all looked like they'd been getting off with a man. Of which they were, because I was 17. Um, that's all right for Britain, though. Right, I've made my nose a bit bigger, and I think I've made it worse now. But, so that's basically it. You have an upside-down triangle, you do your little creases, you've got your little dots, and you have your whiskers, and there you've got a cat. Jingles. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I have, like, I used to have, I don't know where they are now, but I had, like, a hairband from New Look that had little metal cat ears. And me, I've got one of those somewhere. I thought they were in my little basket, but now I've got everything back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in, my, in my Zoom dressing up basket. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my Charlotte Tilbury. Oh, oh, my God, look. Cat face is so realistic, oh, Lucy. Be your sister, not your neighbour. 
Twitter, you are at PRVix. I just want to yeah. put that on the chat so that everybody can get their hands on your socials. And there we go. Kitchen sink. So what what day of the week does your comedy arcade come out? Um, Friday. So because it was meant to go out on a Saturday but I did it on Friday to make sure in case there was processing time and I was like oh I'll do it now but I didn't have to tell anybody it's there and then as soon as I did it I was so excited I told everyone I was like yeah it's launched yeah because in Wales we are literally stuck in our houses good I've been waiting to get you on this for ages, but I cannot let you go without asking you the same thing. So first of all, A, is there anything that you haven't mentioned that you would like to get out to all our viewers and listeners? No, so watch more of these shows, they're really fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And second of all, do you have anybody that you can recommend for us to get in touch with for the for, for coming on the kitchen sink? Can you think of anybody that would be appropriate? It's the rinse our guest section, so everybody gets asked this from, from week one <laughs> onwards. So, yeah, for anyone who doesn't like. Oh, Kessie Kempner, she's amazing. She's a proper triple threat comedian, singer, like musician. She's amazing. I would recommend her. She'd probably get involved in this as well, because I've had her on um, comedy roulette before it was like, it was roulette. So, yeah, she's my hot pick. Thank you very, very much. You have been an absolute ruddy delight to have on. I knew that you were going to be fun. I had no idea. I thought we were having an eyeliner fucking tutorial, and now I look like a fucking cat. <laughs> I didn't have any You look great. Thank you. I've improved everyone's life. You have. Um, you genuinely have. So, when you do the Welsh gigs, please put Sarah and I down for it, and then if you're doing Obviously. a recording of the arcade, Double book us. Double book us, love. Get us on twice. <laughs> oh, everybody has to do twice because I wanted to get value. Yeah, <laughs> every guest I've had is on twice. Bring out the secrets. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks for coming on early and for taking part. Yeah. It's been so much fun. Right. I'll keep watching. I'll just be over here.
Because I'm, I'm a nest. Right, one second. Oh, I love those little ears. They're so cute. I know I haven't got any ears, even to hand. It doesn't have to make a difference, and then it's just like a really well, simple costume. The festivals that I used to work at, they um, we um, we've got sort of family vibe. Crew is family. That's 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 the festival yeah. with family. And um, when I stopped being there full time, I used to just sort of come in as a veteran, um, and I would do a little bit of work with the I don't know, like putting up scaffolding with the fencing and stuff for people, and then I would be in charge of costumes. Because every Sunday night there'd be a costume. The whole festival had a theme. And I would be making the costumes and stuff. And I remember talking to the site manager, and he was like, "Right, Lucy. So how are you doing with all your tasks? I was going here, there, and everywhere." And I was like, "Right. The only thing I haven't got for Cassie is." And he was like, "Right. Well, you need to focus." <laughs> I'm like, "No. This year I was actually I was like on site runner for Beautiful Days, and it was Nick, and he was just like, you know, you've got all your tasks achieved, brilliant. But what about the cat ears?" And I was. <laughs> and then. He personally walks them over to the sign painter because the black pointed ears weren't enough. He wanted them to have white tips. And we had the actual festival sign writer who was like an award winning artist spray painting the tips. <laughs> and then That's all funny. his crew, big burly guys with tans and lifting heavy things, all with all with ears on. And I bloody love my crew family. Um, yeah. Oh, but with Vix, I was saying, with Vix and I, um, we only connected via Tinterweb. Yeah. Just know that you're going to know people, and like you and my, you and myself. Yeah. Uh, whereas I've, I've spoken to her um, very briefly on the phone, someone's run over you past her, and like, we've chatted a few times, and I just, there's some, there's an openness about her that I really appreciate as a fellow yes. female comedian. Yes. Um, Sometimes you speak to other female comedians and they're sort of like, how much of you can, how much can I give of myself? Yeah. Because I'm trying to be here. And Vix is yeah. just so, I'm not going to say down to earth because I don't know if that sounds derogatory anymore. Like, oh, she's like, yeah. but no, she's, she's just genuine. Yeah. And you know what, Vix, if you're ever in a fight, love, I'll hold your handbag. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ever sick after a night, yeah, we'll hold your hair back. Oh, I've got a hairband for you as well, look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my hair's too long to do proper cat ears. I can't figure it out. Ooh, got a late comer coming in. John Roo. John Roo. John John, uh, John, John He's in from Twitch. Because yeah. that's something we don't mention to everyone, is you're all in different places because we're broadcasting across Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. I know. And we need to sort our periscope out because the, the oh, yeah. periscope is down. Oh, is it?
too based in reality. If it's mm. going to be a comedy show, you are allowed to be surreal. And you, yeah. haven't, got to, you haven't got to go as far as Mighty Boosh to be. No. It's not going to be absurdist. No. But you can have a tweak on it. And I'd noticed this program before, and it's from the Horrible Histories family. And yeah. that's why I'd written it off. I thought it was just a, it was, it was just an add-on of the Horrible Histories family. But it's not. And it's got the amazing, um, what's her name? Casey Wicks. Yes. Casey Wicks. And I absolutely adore her. So the, the premise is um, a husband and wife are looking for a house, can't mm-hmm. afford anything, ding dong, her, her great, great second removed third aunt, twice married, has, has died, and she's the only distant relative. relative. So she's mm-hmm. inherited this huge, 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 huge house. Mm-hmm. But it's haunted. And the ghosts don't want them to be in the house because they're very accustomed to having their own house to themselves. And one of them, who was a late 80s disgraced politician, um, has the ability... So if you think about Ghost, the movie, you know the guy that was able to move the bottle top with just a slight... that. That is this ghost's superpower. So he can move a teacup a millimetre. She's leaning out of the window. And I've watched it back. It's very ambiguous. Did she pull or was she pushed? She was pushed. Well, he takes Pretty credit. Clear. No, because yeah. she wasn't. He was thinking about it. And he, I don't think he had the powers of proper I don't think he had the power. He felt something and she fell out. Yeah. Exactly. She may have felt a gentle breeze and gone, um, so she banged her head, and if anything, it made the situation worse because she was then able to see, hear, and communicate with the ghosts. Yes. And it was a near-death experience. Yeah, if you die in that location, you are tied to that location. So you've got a Neanderthal. Yeah. You've got, um, you know, all, all of, from the dandies all the way to the Victorian Guardian, yeah. you know, the military, the First Second World War, you've got them all. Yeah. And it is such a great ensemble cast. Yes. And I think there's fair representation between men and women. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it. I mean, it does, it does feel like there's more men, only because probably the plague, the plague quite more male downstairs. But there's, there's just, the, the ghosts are, it's very rent-a-ghosty for, mm. the, for, the, for the 20th, 21st century. Um, and it's adorable, and I love it. And there's slapstick, and there's basic infantile humour, but there's so much clever stuff. Like the fact is, the woman, she falls out of the window every night because actually she was pushed out the window every night because her husband was caught in a sandwich between the groundsman and the gardener. And instead of there finding out that he was homosexual and ruining his life, he killed his wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so it's, it's, it's kind of weirdly bang on, isn't it? Because, you know, it is, I love how when you watch all of them, it, it does have these commentary about all the different, you know, it has social commentary without the same sex marriage. Yeah. She doesn't like it because she doesn't like shame on a house. Whereas yeah. the headless guy goes, well, actually, I was 14. My wife was 30. Yeah. We got married in like the, the eight, 800s. Um, if we were able to choose who we were married to, maybe it would be, you know, yeah. stay together. And then she realised maybe if she wasn't married to a guy who was a homosexual, she would be alive. 
So yeah. the so that's, the, that's the most of the social commentary over the two series. Mm. You know, and it's it's not really in your face, and that's probably the most that they they really went to town. Not that's them going to town on social and commentary. I thought really. they handled it. It was one of my favorite episodes. Mm. It really was. That I just yeah, and and I binged it. I absolutely. Oh, good. Binged it to the point where I probably can't remember half of them because it was like next, next. Yeah. <laughs> I binged. I binged the first series. I couldn't. I watched it like three times in a row. Couldn't wait for the second series. And I think I'd, I'd, I'd been like, oh my god, I can't wait so much. So when I watched the second, and I binged the lot. I watched the, the first, the second series probably within one or two days. And I was a bit like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it would be. And then literally last week, I was like, I've got to watch something. I'll just chuck it on. And I really enjoyed it more than I did the first time I watched it. So I just think I've been like looking forward to it so much. It is really good. And it's one of those um, shows that you, you need to watch more than once because you just miss stuff. Yeah. You miss so much stuff. And I, I've watched probably the first series probably about four times now. And the second series I've watched twice. So I'll probably focus watch again. On a different actor yeah. on each rerun. Yes. And so I didn't know they were doing that in the background. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's uh, so good. The, the sort of the uh, Marie Antoinette era. The, the yeah. uh, black woman in the red dress with big heaving bosoms. But she's got yeah. Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, because she's, yeah, she's clearly an adult, but she's been, you know, infantilized as an adult, you know, well, during her life. Children yeah. have their childhood for longer, um, especially women, because you wouldn't want to muddle their brains with things like tax and rights. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I said this to you on the phone because I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. I absolutely adore. If I'm standing behind anything, I will tell you, oh, do you want anything from downstairs? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll also do the elevator but when yeah. she's like, oh i'm just going by on my canoe oh uh, just the word canoe, well. mark. i just yeah thank you so much for recommending it and putting it in my life it was amazing it my was such a past i'd seen and thought oh it's probably not for me i think it was i think it was a kiddie yeah. program mm-hmm. um, yeah that's, that's because it is from the horrible histories people yeah, I mean, there were actors in Horrible Histories. I don't know if they wrote much in Horrible Histories. I know they were actors. That's how they met. And then they've gone on and they've done... Um, there's a see- I haven't watched it because it's Sky, and I've, I'm not paying money to report my weird if I can help it. So it's a series called Yonderland. They also wrote the film Bill, and that's on Amazon Prime. So if you loved this series you you will love bill as well it's really good and they, they just go from strength to strength and they're all quite still quite young i mean if you call mid-30s young which i do um so i'm just looking forward to what they come up with like there'll be another series of ghosts so they're, they're filming it now i think or um this i think there's going to be a christmas special and right. um, so i yeah so there's gonna be at least another series of ghosts i think there might even be hopefully there'll be at least another two more in it because they've said um because i've watched interviews of the cast there's loads of interviews on youtube the cast and they've even said like originally there were going to be hundreds of ghosts like hundreds and then they realized while they were working it through that actually if there were hundreds of ghosts it meant that the ghosts could just if they got annoyed with one person they could just go off and hang out with others so they that's why they narrowed it down to the amount of ghosts that they have 
Um, so I think there's still loads that they could do. Like in the last series, you know, the it is interesting, a bit like Orange is the New Black in terms of, oh, let's find out how they died. But then there's so much they could do with their lives. And the, like, like I really love, is it Thomas the Poet? He's like, damn your eyes. That's like my favourite bit. It was so damn so your eyes, damn your eyes, knees and toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good. And then the actor was saying that the first time he did it, that the director was going, yeah, do bigger, do bigger. And he was like, the last one he did is like, but I've already done this, the biggest acting I've ever done in my life. He's like, yeah, just do one more bigger. And it, and it was like the most he could do it. And this was in the first episode, I think. In the God, first it sounds like a training exercise with Maggie Irvin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one they used. So, And I, that's what I love. It's a real, it's almost, you know, it's almost pantomime. It's almost stereotype. But, it, you know, there's a real nuance. There's a lot of light and shade, as big and small. There's, you oh, know, it's not just over the top. I think stereotyping gets a bad name because stereotypes are stereotypes because they're stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean? I mean, Heidi High was hugely popular, hugely popular. Similar sort of thing. I Ruth think, oh, Maddox, if you're watching this, you know I want you on the show. I've been in touch with your agent. Please, if you know yeah. Ruth get in touch with her, please. <laughs> oh, my God, can you imagine? Come on, Ruth. Uh, ask Vic, yeah. she knows everyone. Yeah, I think we need to employ Vic as our booker. <laughs> I'm so glad that you loved this, Lucy, because that's another good reason to do this review. And it might seem like we love everything. We don't. We don't just pick things to love it. We do. You know, it's we have good ones, and not so good ones, but to each yeah. other. Now, for. Now, I can either go for mine, or I was at um, the online comedy club that I've been attending for the last six months, yeah. and I was speaking to Spider and all the gang, and I yeah. said, did Living Single, and I we, uh, we talked about how I felt it was more like the Golden Girls than Friends, and then the, everyone started discussing, oh, it was before Martin, or they assumed that people of colour were going to watch a people of colour show, like they, they yeah. put it in a box, and it shouldn't have been, it should have just been presented as a show not a people of color show yeah, sure um, like like um the cosby show was never been like was like oh watch this it's you know a, a comedy of black people it was just the cosby show it's cosby show yeah i think with living singles it was like oh you know if you're a person of color you'll like this show and they never targeted like the world they just targeted yeah. people of color yeah. um so i said have you got any other suggestions and King David Lane had a suggestion. Yep. And it was called Benson. <gasps> ah, that was a spin-off from Soap. The only footnotes he's given me is it didn't run for very long and it never got the attention it deserved. Right, unless I'm thinking wrong, I think do you remember there was a very I think it only ran for a couple of seasons and Billy What's his name? Ah, oh, who's in When Harry Met Sally? Billy, come on, Ray, someone will know. Billy, Billy Crystal. Billy, Billy Crystal um, was in it. A young Billy Crystal was in it. It was called Soap, and it was a parody of soap opera at the time. And I've got a feeling that Butler's Benson, unless I'm getting it completely wrong. Yeah, me... It says, it says, it says, it says 
Uh, Jessica Tate on the show Soap. So, yeah, but, but Butler Benson Dubois is the smartest member of a widowed government Eugene Gatlin's household. Uh, he always manages to keep his head no matter what the staffers or the governor's family members throw at him. He begins his post on loan from his employer, Jessica Tate, on the show Soap. Yeah. Look at you with your knowledge. So, this one, is, this one is King David Lane's suggestion for our review. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great. A nice, the full episodes are on YouTube. Fantastic. I watched the opening credits and I think I watched some of these when I was when when I was tiny. Right yeah, I did too, but not as tiny as you because I'm ten years older. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great suggestion. So that's Benson. Yeah. I love it. Looking forward to it. And it's Halloween week next week. So will you be able to do this on your own? I will try my best. The urge to rub my nose right now is stronger than as if I was wearing a face mask. Beauty <laughs> is pain, Lucy. Beauty is pain. Oh, I just really want to find my hanger. Let's do it. Let's rub your nose. Let's oh. give a shit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my nose is still there. For our podcast listeners, thank you so much for allowing <laughs> us to be so visual. Yes. Um, but for our podcast listeners, if you search um, the kitchen sink, and because there's quite a few kitchen sink programs on YouTube, if you put the name of the guest onto it, so the kitchen sink with D Maxwell, the kitchen sink with Louise Lee, the kitchen sink with Vic Slayton, you will find us that way. So put the kitchen sink and then put the name of the guest of the episode you're listening to uh, because we love finding out all the different stats of all the different countries that you're from. I think it's absolutely marvellous. And thank you yes. so much for supporting the podcast. And you're clearly telling people about it because the numbers are getting, I mean, the numbers are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we're doing less and less and less for it. Um, so please, please carry on um listening um but if you ever do get the chance to join us in live get on the chat and go i'm one of your podcast listeners and Yay. tell us where you're from or um follow us this at the sink girls on twitter or the tea kitchen sink on um facebook so please please get in touch with us because we want to know more about what it's like to just sink and drive still loving that pun uh <laughs> If you can't watch us live, sink and drive. I added, I added on. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, that, I wasn't at the production meeting. That was not. I my ukulele there, Bridgman. my ukulele. And do you know what? In case anybody's wondering when the hell she's going to sort out her end credits, I've done the video bit of it. I'll have to do the music bit for our end credits. We might even have end credits by next week. Oh, Vix, thank you. Lush. And I knew that Vic Slayton was going to bring the summer sunshine with us. Um, yeah. And I knew would end up making a summer <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the end is more fun than the beginning, purely because I'm hammered by the end. <laughs> I'm not completely hammered. That's also her dating profile. <laughs> hey! Hey! 
That's the name of your sex tape. Way. Right, everybody, please, please be safe, wash your hands and tell a friend about the kitchen sink. Every Thursday at 7pm, we've got weeks and weeks and weeks of guests already signed up. So please, you keep joining us. We'll keep entertaining you. See you soon, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.